At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome to a bit of a delayed edition of Friday's Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. I'm your co-host, Joel Elkanen, along with Dennis Dick. We got a big, big day ahead of us. Uh, we might even talk a little bit of sports here. We will talk about the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oaks, a little bit of preview there. Uh, will this be a buy-the-dip opportunity? Uh, earnings from DocuSign, uh, Broadcom, Smith & Wesson. Got the jobs number. We'll talk about the tech rec. Um, also, we'll talk a little bit of earnings. Uh, we'll have Jason Rasnick joining us here at uh, 8.40, 8.45am. Uh, let's just break down the markets here and take a look at the S&P 500. Got near yesterday's low. Uh, yesterday's low came in at 21 and change. We got the 26 and a half. Uh, your pre-market high comes in at 84 and a quarter. We've backed off 30 handles uh, since then. Uh, you have crude. Crude's trading in the green by 27 cents here at 41.64. Uh, also, you have gold trading up $8.10 here. Call it eight bucks at 19.45.70. You have silver in the green trading right at 27 even, up 12 cents. And Bitcoin. Bitcoin loses 11,000. That's down $250 at 10,000. 470. Uh, we did have some earnings after the close, Bob, but before we do that, uh, let's bring in the master of disaster this morning, Triple D. What are you seeing out there? Disaster is the word of the day. Um, it's better than it was last night. We'll say that because they were epically murdering anything to do with tech after hours last night. We did bounce back in some stocks. And yes, NVIDIA down 22 points is a bounce back from where it was last night because it was down over 30. So um, it's a continuation. Uh, it fell a little bit. You know, it can feel a little bit sometimes like there's margin calls going when you get, you know, you know traders that have just been going straight up, straight up, straight up. And all of a sudden you get this rug pulled out from them in one day. 
some traders just get over leveraged and you can see stuff like this happen where, you know, I can actually get themselves into a situation where they can get margin called on just a 5% sell off. But there was a wreck in so many tech stocks names yesterday. Tesla was trying to hold on to the 405. It collapsed overnight. It has given back 400 is 388. It has been the leader to the downside. It was the, it was the tea leaves stock when we talked about it three days ago, when it had the bad day, tech waited a full day before it started to follow suit. But until Tesla starts to turn around, I think you're going to see some continued weakness in tech. So the buy the dip, there will be an opportunity to buy the dip. And this is a dip, not Tesla, I don't think, but in other stocks that you're eyeing up, there will be some opportunities. Like I'm eyeing up Rocket. I obviously sold that or bought that very bad. I rebought it at 28, sold at 33. So that was good. I'm looking you know, at, at 25 and a quarter this morning. I've nibbled in a little bit. I want to nibble in some more if this gets into the low 20s. But have your list, have your shopping list. But if you're chasing stocks and saying, okay, this is the big dip on Tesla, I want to get in, what are you buying? I mean, you got to think about what are you buying on Tesla, really? You know, it's 388. It's ridiculous, the valuation. It makes no sense whatsoever. And the momentum has come out of it now. So, Maybe we should let it cool off a bit before we just automatically assume this is going back to all-time highs. Okay, so you did Tesla there. You did Rocket. Um, I'm just, uh, I think I might take a, a page out of Eric Kroll's uh, uh, notebook from yesterday. Um, and he said 90% of IPOs undercut their opening IPO price, right? So that's something to keep in mind on for any IPO. I think what's interesting, if we just go back here for a moment and sure. we look at the euphoria from, uh, from Friday mm-hmm. and the, the splits, right? Oh, Apple, Tesla, big old split, right? Well, they, they jam people on that. You know how we talked about 80% of the stocks go down? Well, uh, the algorithms got it right and they jammed everybody in their brother on the day after and just yeah, just did. look at yep just look at apple here um apple on the daily chart right you had the split on friday so for the split adjusted close right that was that would have been friday the 28th 124.81 it got to 137.98 on thursday that's that's a lot of heat right so if you were you're banking on that because uh, it had that big update. If you were being patient and using that 124.81, or excuse me, no, actually, one, yeah, 124.81 is the split adjusted close. Next day, 29.04. The same thing here with Tesla, right? And it's funny because you talk about round numbers and you don't think about it on a stock like Tesla, but you know, the split adjusted close uh, for Tesla, I believe, was 442 and change. Let me look at it here exactly. Uh, on Friday, you had the close at 442.68. They jammed it up to 500 on Monday, 5.0014. Tuesday, 5.0249. Yeah. So you think about the whole, I mean, you know, it's blown it's blow through so many whole numbers that it's hard to say, yeah, 500. You know, that was the number, right? 2,500. Right. But there it is. So now you're down, you're breaking down. So I think longer term, you got to really look at that, that 442.68 in Tesla is, is a major point. And then also we didn't touch a lot about it on uh, yesterday's show. And 
I don't know how, how much um, impact it had on the markets, on the Robinhood traders, but uh, you do have the SEC um, investigation in that. So I don't know how that's affecting their operations. Maybe some of the, you know, traders over there or investors, you know, were a little bit skittish. So a lot of different factors, but I just, you know, just going back, cause we go through a whole week, we talk about so many different things. And if you go back and look one week, you know, the big, the, the split brouhaha uh, for those stocks, but uh, well, analyze D the split. You know, and analyze the split and what really occurred there. And you were going to say it, and then you went on a tangent. But what's really <laughs> happened is you have punished everyone because you have people like me that are like, okay, this is going to be the topping event for Tesla. This is going to be the topping event for Apple. And I'm playing, trying to play from the short side. Obviously, you know, I cut losers very fast. And I, I, like I said, I was trying to play them from the short side, but it wasn't allowing me because they ripped them, you know, 10% higher again. So what you did was you made sure that there was nobody <laughs> thinking on the short side because people were automatically thinking. I said the quantitative statistics, statistics. show that the stocks are weak after the splits. But they did it three days later just to make sure that those quantitative traders didn't make money on it. So the market likes to punish the maximum amount of participants. So anybody who was even leaning short after the split, which I was, um, couldn't hold on. So it rips them higher, makes everybody just think that, you know, we're just going up forever because who cares? Valuation doesn't matter or anything. And then they pull the rug out from under it and they pull the rug out from under from everybody. Think about how many people are trapped in Tesla right now. Think about how many people are trapped in it. It's went straight down here a hundred points. So, you know, you're talking, yeah, it's been an awesome stock. There's a lot of people still up a lot of money in it, but there's a lot of people in the last five days that are trapped in this. And there's short-term traders that move price. It's not the long-term investors. It's the short-term traders. So people saying, oh yeah, here's the dip, 480, 470, 460, 450, 440. Now it's 385. So can it, where can it go? I mean, the, the stock is completely disconnected from all fundamental analysis. So it can go anywhere. It's just trading on just supply and demand, which all stocks trade on. But there's no demand coming from any value investor on this thing ever. There's no, there's no value investor coming in and saying, I'm going to buy Tesla. So you only have the Momo traders. And if the Momo starts to come out of it, that's where you can see these stocks really collapse. I'm not saying Tesla you know, can't go back to 500. It might, but it's not going straight back up there today. I don't think these things just turn around on a dime. Am I looking to buy the dips on stocks? Absolutely. Am I looking to buy the dip on Tesla? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, aptly stated there. And um, also, I just there was also fundamental news, right? They came out with an offering. Now, I know everyone like shook their head because small, Elon, yeah. yeah, it was small. And also, Elon, when did, where did he say his stock was um, overvalued? Like in here? Oh, seven, it was 700 and then it did a five for one stock split. So like at $150, he said his stock was overvalued. Or he did it again recently. $175. I'm saying the first time Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. when okay. the CEO of the company said his stock was overvalued, it was 175 bucks. It's $385. So from Elon Musk's own opinion, his stock is trading twice as high as it should. That's a scary thought if you're long, but I'm not saying sell your Tesla. I'm not saying, you know, it can't bounce. It's a loved stock still. It probably will bounce. It probably will bounce. But if you're putting Tesla in your long-term portfolio and thinking this is going to be the most valuable company in the world in five years, I think you're wrong. I don't know when the bubble eventually bursts. Maybe it did three days ago. We don't know. But 
there's other better, safer places to put your money. Tesla was a great investment, you know, last year, you know, when Jason Rasnick, you know, but you think about even the Raz is on the show. He's talking about how to hedge it. He's talking about how to hedge it. So he's nervous about the valuation too. It just got way overextended. You're still long Tesla. What are you thinking, Joel? Is, should Tesla be the sixth most valuable company in the world? No, no. It makes no sense, but it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter until it does. You know, I almost, I, I, I want, I kind of was in a selling mood the last couple of days. And of course the market just ripped higher in my face. Uh, but uh, maybe the uh, inclusion into the S&P, which is supposed to be coming, maybe that will give me a, a little bit of an out. I'm going to have to talk to the uh, CIO and see if we can sell it. But um, I would uh, love to set that, that 442, just, just stick it in my mind now. It's just a great exit. And that is where you know the split was. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to exit, and this probably don't have time for this to, uh, today, but how about the analyst top taking some stocks here? Uh, we had it with um, Overstock.com uh, when that day, a yeah. day or two. Oh, yeah. this uh, revolutionary new kind of, I don't know, whatever the guy said. Well, you made your top at 130. It's and now straight it's down. Overstock has been split. straight yep. down, you know, for nonstop here. It hasn't stopped going down, stop trying to catch a falling knife. This is all just catching falling knives. You're coming and buying the dips on all these things. Every single one's the same thing right now. They're all ridiculously overvalued, and the Momo's come out of them. So that can take some time. Will the Momo come back in? Maybe. Sure. Right. Maybe. But I'd rather be buying something that I can fall back on value investors at a certain point in time. Not completely saying go to the value trade. I'm not saying, you know, get out and just buy value stocks. Not saying that at all. But I'm saying there are some names in tech that trade with reasonable valuations. I mean, think about Google. It's a reasonable valuation. It got murdered yesterday. Would I be buying Google if it got down to 1500 Yeah, I already own it. I already own a huge chunk of Google. But if I didn't, I would be buying it when it got down to 1500 Will Apple be a buy if it gets down to 100 bucks? Yeah, it's 117 Would it be a buy if it got down to 100 bucks? Probably. So, you know, you can think about names where you don't have to go for the high flyers. The high flyers get hit the most in these types of markets. So are we going to, nobody knows where we're going to go. Anybody who says, oh yes, we're going to bounce back. We're right back to the highs. Nobody knows anything. We don't know if we have a topping event. We, all we know is massively overdone and it needed a shakeout. And maybe this is just a healthy shakeout and that's good news. But I, I'm playing all these stocks. I want to wait until they start to show some life again. I don't want to be here trying to catch the falling knife and saying, yeah, absolutely. There's no way Apple can go below 117. It's just too cheap. It's not cheap. It's trading that's the highest multiple it's traded at in a decade. So it's not cheap. But can the Momo come back into it? Yeah, I can. But why try to predict when the Momo is going to come back in? Let's wait until we start to see it come back in. So that's what I'm just saying. You can buy all these stocks like Tesla and that. But I would say wait until they start to show some life. Uh, They're not showing life right now. Yeah. And uh, also um, the analyst uh, upgrade on Peloton the other day. I uh, got it up over 90 bucks. I, I even said, I said, I think it's going to hundred bucks. I know, you know what? I it's know. not now. They <laughs> pulled the rug out. They had me bullish on all these things because nothing made any sense. So I'm like, okay, well, nothing's going to make sense. We're in crazy town here. So you got to ride the momentum. As soon as the Tesla broke though, two days ago, three days ago now, that was your sign that, Hey, maybe you should get out of a little bit of Momo. If you're sitting with a lot of Momo. 
Jeremy Newsome, I don't know if he was looking at Tesla what he was reading. The TVs, I don't know what he, he was got looking out at. right at the high. I don't Perfect know what he... out. Jeremy's an awesome trader. We're going to have him on next week again. He, he timed stuff very well. But, you know, I got hit a little bit in it. I was, you know, not expecting. But I'm quick it. to reverse. Yeah. You know, like I said on the show yesterday, you know, what did I say on yesterday afternoon show when I came on? I was like, I'm not looking to buy the dip. I'm looking for bounces to sell. But we got a hell of a bounce overnight in a lot of different stocks. Um, yep. DocuSign gave you a gift last night. We will. I can I just uh, can we just do a question here from the chat room? Yeah. Uh, did market make? Uh, I, I'm not sure what uh, day they're uh, referring to, but um, the market makers keep. Oh, uh, this is probably about Tesla. Did market makers keep the price below four five hundred or at four ninety nine and over, and then four hundred just something during regular hours for option blocks? Well, that, always, always, yeah, always, there is. There's always option pegging that happens. The pin, the pins happen around the option expiration time. So. You know, we got to go back and we go to last week. You know, did you have a potential pin on Tesla? Well, the option expiration day was, when was it? Friday. Yeah, the 28th. So, yeah, no, we never really pinned anything because we did it on the 500. There wasn't anything expiring on the 500. Exactly. That was three days. That was three days ago. It was an now, today, day. the 400 could be in There you go. Like, can you see potential pins happening and stuff? There's so much volume right now, though, it could overpower any pinning type action. And is it market makers doing nefarious things trying to screw you out of your money? No, oh. we've, we've discussed pinning on this show a half dozen times. All that a pin is, is that if you're along calls, you're selling the stock short against those calls when it gets clo- when it's like an hour before expiration, I don't want the slippage. If I'm a market maker, I'm going to sell the stock short against my calls so that I can pay a $0.02 cent spread as opposed to a $0.25 cent spread sometimes on the option. So what happens is the stock goes to 501. You got the 500 call. I sell the stock short at 501. The other, market, you know, other market makers are doing the same thing. It's not a 50, 585, 550. That natural short selling brings the stock down to 500. And if you're long puts, you're buying the thing at 499, 499 and a half, and that naturally puts upward pressure on it. So the natural action is, and the market makers, as they try to hedge themselves out for the expiration, is to simply, um, it, it simply drives it to where there's a lot of open interest at a strike. If it's near 500, that could have been the case. Tesla, in this case, wasn't at 500 on, on option expiration. It was in the middle of nowhere. So, but you got to watch on a day like this, where you do have, you know, weekly options expiring on the Friday. Obviously, make sure your stocks have weekly or not. It doesn't apply to them. There will be some pinning action sometimes around those full numbers in the last half an hour. But is, are we worrying about a pin at, you know, 8, 10, 19 in the morning on Tesla? No, we're not. Later today. No, uh, there's going to be so much volume coming in. This is going to be a wild ride. Could it wash out to 350? I think it does. I think it probably will. I think some of this tech stocks wash out here off the open. And they probably do get a lift. 945 but i thought that could have happened yesterday and it didn't <laughs> so you've got to be careful you know just trying to say okay yeah this is en- enough now they're gonna bounce they don't have to do anything there's a lot of air in here uh one more thing and then we'll move on to the docusign earnings uh my good buddy uh gary joel triple d many of the stocks have broken their 50 ma line yesterday what is your opinion on what to do when that happens i'm gonna get my answer first triple d and then you can go I got some good news and some bad news about the 50 EMA, okay? The good news is I've never lost any money trading off of it. The bad news is I've never made any money trading off of it. 
So it's just not what it not in my wheelhouse. Triple D, you want to comment on that? No, I don't even have a moving average on my screen. Uh, okay. Zero uh, moving average. Next. Next. DocuSign. No, no, no. And, and this is such a good point to the newer traders. Again, I'll explain. I have just support, resistance, and trends, and that's it. I don't care about the moving average. People will always find some line that it bounced off of. Sure. But is that a, a trading strategy that makes you money in the long run? Never has made me any money. Never has made Joel any money. If it makes you money, by all means, continue to do it. I don't think moving averages help at all because they're a lagging indicator. DocuSign. Uh, and just for full disclosure, Triple D was on the late show yesterday and he talked about 260. And as you see the uh, after hours chart, uh, the company came in with a beat. Uh, street estimates were at eight cents. They came in at 17 cents. Did good on our revenues too. Estimates stood at 318.57 million. They came in at 342 million. And I think they raised some guidance too. Uh, Triple D, did you stick with your plan? Did you just go yeah, out there I got at 260? Yeah, no, I waited until it stalled a little bit. I was able to get out some shorts off around 258. So pretty close to it. Uh, it chopped around. I scalped out of it too soon. I, sh I wanted to hold it like to today, but you know, the scalper blood me. So I made some money on it. I moved on. The one thing, and I always say about this, is there was so much action last night. I didn't want to babysit DocuSign. So I made a quick two-minute trade on it, made some money on it. I think I made five or six points, uh, made some quick money on it, and then moved on. But I waited until it stopped going up. So I wanted it to top out, and then you can see the you. stall, and you see a couple offers building, and you're like, ah, there it is. Because it could, it could stall out 270. You're like, how, where is it going to stall? So when you're fading in earnings play, you want to still control the risk somehow. People sometimes just think you're you know, you can't control the risk. You can. You just got to be really cautious about it. So what you want to see is it blows through. There's no liquidity out there. Everybody's waiting for, okay, when's it going to stop? Then it stalls at around 260. And then you see some people with offers. Ooh, offer, 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 What do you, offer. Consider, you, what do you consider a decent offer in that after offer? You don't shares. have to. You don't thousand have to shares. Yeah. thousand shares say. to stall it out. 500 shares will start. But nobody's sitting their offers out there. So 500 shares even could stall it out a little bit. So, and it, do they lift it right away or do they start piling on in front of it? So you see, you know, 500 shares comes in, then another 500 comes in front of him. Then another 500 comes in front of her. And you're all of a sudden, you've got some offers to lean on. It's okay. Now I can hit the bet. So to try to get short. And obviously then, you know, it continued down and within five minutes, it was back and gave it all back. Um, the one thing about that is if you're just trained DocuSign, that's the only trade you're going to make. You could sit there and watch it. I'm, have 111 positions I put on last night, 111 oh. overnight positions. So I cannot sit there and babysit DocuSign. I just can't do it. I'm doing, I'm doing ARB. I'm doing index ARB because it's nuts. So I'm not going to sit there and waste my time. It's like, what's my time worth? I can make so much money doing index ARB, probably more than I can make in DocuSign sit, there yeah, because I can't control the right. risk as well in DocuSign either. So, you know, it's a little more of a, you know, it, it's, a, it's fun, but at the same time, there's, you know, easier money to be made on, on days where the VIX explodes and stocks going, you know, like they are there from an index our perspective, there's a lot more money to be made just trading that type of stuff. Uh, you got to thank you. Uh, the, the code name here is D hillbilly. You helped me a lot. Triple D place to put on NVAX and that helped my day a lot. So where's that? Uh, oh, it did give it back. Yeah, in the I gave it back overall market. I'm not going to take credit for that one. I was one 109 when we were dogging it again. I said all rallies we sold Novavax. I'm going to continue to say it. Don't like okay. Novavax. I think it's going under 50 bucks eventually. 
Okay, let's go. Let's go on to uh, Broadcom here, and let me uh, bring up the chart for AVGO. Ah, that's true. You got something in the green here. Uh, they they uh, had a Q2 beat, and they beat EPS uh, by 16 cents. 540 versus estimates of 524. Beat on the revenue side. Uh, the street was looking for 5.76 billion, and they made 5.82 billion here. So you got a red candle yesterday after that nice pop yep. at all time high. Don't see a lot of trading going here. I would look at this one. I would say good to go to the long side, but I'll use that close for the day. If it turns red. Then I, you know, that you could give uh, they don't quite want a bit red. back. Yep. You don't want it going red. It's hard to be a buyer on stocks today when you're seeing other things just get absolutely killed. You know, you're seeing a lot of tech stocks just get hit really hard. I mean, NVIDIA is down $23. So, you know, are they going to buy AVGO? It's, it's good that it's holding green. It was a good report. It's a stock that doesn't have as much air in it either. So it is the kind of tech stock that they might buy. So I wouldn't be picking on this one and saying, oh, I'm going to short this. It's going to go right in. I mean, DocuSign was a slam dunk because it's growth tech. And they were slamming growth tech all day. And then you get a 20-point reversal. I mean, it's it's pretty much not not 100% trade. But there's a lot, you know, prob- I'm probably going to say it's an 80% trade you make money on because it's going against it. AVGO is not this high-flying, you know, ridiculously valued growth name. I mean, it's got a 3.68% dividend. So this is more value tech, believe it or not. It's been participating, but it's value tech. Value stocks today are actually trading higher. Look at the IWM. It's up 1.2%. So it's a value type of day. This is a value type of tech stock. Uh, this could hold on. Now, if they start and pull the rug out and start slamming everything, this will get slammed too. But if they decide to start rallying stocks, this could actually rally. So I would, I'd use your number, Joel. You don't want to go red. Yep, exactly. Yesterday's low is way down at, uh, at 250. And if you just want to do simple math on this one, let's say you wanted to sell on Wednesday, uh, but you didn't, you're thinking of selling today. Uh, what did you have? You had a, let's just call it 30 point, 375. Uh, if it got up near that area, that's taken halfway back, 378.96. But I'll stick with this 375.01 number. And the reason is that it's its all-time closing high. And that was the all-time closing high on Wednesday. So there's my number, 375.01. I got one minute. I've got to have to get off. One minute. Okay. Let's... I've got to have to trade. So you're going to run your show for about seven, eight minutes by okay. yourself. Uh, but uh, just one more stock if you want to do one here. Which one? Uh, I don't even care. Grab one from the chat. We'll do one quick ticker from the chat. Um, let's see here. Um, let's talk Nvidia. I see it in there. I mentioned it just briefly there. Let's go NVDA. Um, loved stock. I thought it was going to six hundred. It went to five ninety five eighty nine, and they mm-hmm. pulled the rug out from under it. Now you got some work to do. So you're gonna find mm. some support in here somewhere, but you know four. <laughs> Betty, maybe, for you, but, but you, you could bounce on these. Just, just be careful. You're shorting them now, and you're hedging it up now. Just about 100 points in three days. So, you know, now is the time if you're looking at NVIDIA and you think it's eventually going to bounce back, now is the time maybe that you do start to look at this as, you know, can it reverse? Can it start to show some life? Does it bottom? Again, making that trade. Where is it open? Does it fall out after the open, wash some people out, and then start coming back through the open? Because it comes up through the open, then the momentum's on your side, and then you could strike. So okay. um, that trade wouldn't have happened yesterday because the stuff opened low and then just kept going lower. Go so, wide. Go wide there. I'm going uh, wide. Go wide, Triple D. And I'm going to go do some trading. I'm going to put myself on mute. I will still be here with you. Pray for me. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just going to look at this NVDA here. You got a pre-market low at 491.55. You're, you're five bucks off that. So, hey, you know, if you want to lean on that pre-market low, be so inclined to actually hit that two times. Uh, on the dailies, it's hard to find something in that area. Let me go to a daily low. I'd like to see if a daily low coincides with that. And I don't have anything there. 487.81 was your August 21st low. And then you drop off here to 475.15. So here we are. We have a jobs number. Uh, the indications from yesterday with the initial claims wasn't real good. You know, I never go to short-term charts here, folks. But uh, for this jobs number, let's see if we can get a little action. Jackson here. I'm going to go to the one-minute chart. You see where we're at. Jobs report imminent as they reported. Uh, I don't know what exactly they're looking for. We're trading down seven and a half handles. Here we come. The big release, the all that we've been waiting for here all week. S&Ps are trying to tick up a little bit. Uh, on the upside here, you do have your closing price from yesterday at 62.5. So that is going to be the first bogey to clear on the upside, 62.5. We are popping a little bit, going towards that closing price of 62.50. We are at 60 even, 61. They're liking the numbers so far first. Uh, couldn't get to that closing price. Was looking for 62.50. Now they're coming back with the sellers. So here we go. We got a nice range here. Initial pop, a little bit of a drop, but it looks like really trying hard to go green here at 62.50. Uh, unemployment rate at 8.4% here. Uh, not exactly sure what they were looking for. Fading a little bit here, not making that close. Now, I just want to look at some stocks. Pre-market low is way down at 26.50. Uh, you have the low from yesterday. That's quite a ways away. Thursday's low came in at 24.50. And 21.75 is your eight-day low. So you don't know if you're going to have the scenario where you actually close on the low for the week. Sellers are ganging up here uh, in the spoos, turned them back at the closing price. They're just shy of that. I uh, wish it would have gotten there. Uh, pulling back even more. Uh, we're at our lowest level now uh, since we made that high at 84 and a quarter. Uh, Let's see, average hourly earnings, 0.4%. Uh, the labor force participation rate, 61.7%. I don't really think this stuff means anything. Uh, we couldn't clear the close, which was 62.50. And uh, right now, we're basically right back. I think we were back at uh, 53.54, um, right before that number started. So bulls and bears are still battling out here. I'd like to take a look. Let's get rid of the one minute chart because it makes me dizzy watching that. Let's go back to the 15 minute chart and see if we can find some stocks that are moving off this news. And uh, let's go to the banks. Let's go to JP Morgan. I know that they tried to muster a rally yesterday. Some of the banks, JP Morgan is trading in the green here by a buck 50. Let's incorporate the pre-market action into this. Remembering these stocks uh, do want higher interest rates. We don't know when that's gonna be happening. 
not moving a whole lot. This is the pre-market. Just went green here, folks. Uh, did clear that closing price of uh, 62 and a half. Now that now the main thing will be can can we stay green here? That is the primary thing. JP Morgan, I'm surprised here. This thing has hardly moved. Let's look at uh, Bank America, see if there's any action. Bank America getting a little bit of a top. I know that close from Wednesday was right in this area. Uh, let's look at Apple. I mean, the spoos are rallying. Can Apple muster a rally? Tack, not really moving. Apple off the lows of the pre-market session, but nothing to write home about. What about Tesla? Tesla getting really beat up yesterday. Tesla trying to get back up to that $400 area. So you are seeing a little bit of a bounce here um, in the tech. I don't know if it's, this is exactly what uh, you were looking for. Um, AVGO, uh, we were just talking about that one uh, as a, uh, boy, it's creeping up a little bit. Did that, uh, that's just kind of all over the place. 354. For me, that's sitting pretty close to yesterday's low. So be keeping an eye on 350. Uh, turn back at the close, just over the close again. Uh, let me see where we got to here. Yes, S&Ps, I believe we got over 63. So there's a, a quick look at the action here. Uh, let's see. Snap, crackle, pop says uh, the airline and cruise lines are moving a little bit. I mean, they're trying. Uh, $14. Uh, I know we're a ways away trading at $13.51, but uh, 14 has kept the lid on 8AL. Let's see here. Over the, uh, really, over the last couple of weeks, going back uh, to early August, Carnival Cruise Lines, the uh, reopening stocks, good day yesterday, tacking on 72 cents a day, trading at 18.30. I mean, I think this one could be pretty easy to take a look at. Uh, you have the high from yesterday at 1874. That's a big, big bogey here for uh, Carnival Cruise Lines. Spoo's back, back and unchanged here. And uh, there's there's the battleground. Uh, someone said here, you can hear me calling ponies. Uh, I don't know if this would be appropriate time to preview the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oaks, but we will do that uh, before the show ends, maybe at 9 o'clock. Let me uh, just see if uh, Mr. Raznick is here, is in the queue to uh, uh, discuss the trading action and his portfolio, what he's doing in these markets. And let me check my multiple controls that I have going on here. Nope, Mr. Raznick has not arrived yet. Let me see who we got. We got, nope, no Mr. Raznick yet. Uh, S&P's fail at that closing price, down five, down five and three quarters, 1.37 million jobs added in August. Unemployment rate falls to 8.4%. So uh, it looks like all the stimulus, everything that we, we've been doing uh, is helping the unemployment rate. So I think overall good news off that report. Uh, market, market still in a, uh, still in an indecision mode. Uh, let's just talk about uh, the other stocks here that, see, we, we talked to the banks and we talked to the tech from yesterday. Uh, let's do a little bit more of the uh, COVID play stocks. Zoom had that big old move uh, on earnings day. 
I don't know, wants to fill the gap here. That's down trading $12. That did not get a pop off that number. Long ways to go to fill the gap, but definitely sell the news scenario. And Zoom, I know Zscaler uh, moved off that news as well. That's uh, topped off that same, no, the day after. That's trading down uh, six forty-five. dollars uh, What are some of the other stocks that, um, that people are interested in? Oh, AYX. Uh, it's hanging in there, trying to break out or break out of the uh, that high area. 130 is where we gap down from. Uh, grab some stocks here from the chat while we wait for uh, Dennis. Uh, thank you, Jonathan Waltz. Uh, thank you for the good job there. I'm going to grab a drink of water if you folks don't mind. I'll keep trying to talk while I'm trying to trade here. No, no, Dennis, talk. Dennis, don't worry about it. We got Raz coming on. It's calming down a little bit here. So there was some whipsaw action. I tried to play the bounce, the bounce, the bounce. So we rallied up. We sold all off. Then we rallied all up again. And we're kind of trying to hold the gains. Like you said, banks are lifting. That's where if you're looking, you know, at the source of strength, it definitely is in the banks. Um, and if I get screwed up. Tech really didn't. Tech didn't really pop. Now, and that's to be expected because this, these numbers are not related to tech as much. So no. you know, banks are always directly impacted by this kind of stuff. Um, and obviously they have popped. I mean, we have popped back somewhat. NVIDIA was down like 25 points, only down 20 now. <laughs> so you've seen a little, little, little smidgen of a rally here in some of the tech stocks, but they're still pretty ugly. So, I mean, this is the market that we're in. There's obviously, you know, we're seeing a lot of rotation. So what we're seeing is that classic rotation into IWM names. That's why the IWM remains strong even after the number here. You can see if you're just looking, you know, it's the stay at home versus obviously the reopening. Um, a lot of the reopening stocks here are, are, are rallying on this number. So um, value, say value versus growth. Value is winning right now here, at least in the pre-market. All right. Did uh, any of those uh, uh, the stuff that you talked about on the pre-market show, that any of that stuff or the pre-market -pre show, that any of that stuff uh, come in line? Or you yeah, still you saw a lot of, you know, separation, I was saying, with IWM and some of the reopening. You're starting to see that separation now come in where you're seeing the banks really pick up the slack. The banks are up substantially here after this number. Um, you know, you can look at like a Bank of America here. Um, and trade actually just out of okay. Bank of America here now <laughs> as I talk about it but um it, it it's it's definitely and you can really tell I'm distracted because I have so many okay go go you know what I got Raz coming I'm out try, here I'm trying to do a show go, here go 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 go, go, like, go go you, go you're seeing movement again go go um let's just uh, I'll take some stocks I'm waiting for Mr. Raznick here to join us at 840 845 uh, but we could go back to the stock. Someone asked very specifically about Apple in in the pre-market, and it's it's still down two sixty eight. Now the only thing, and you know, you can't make a big deal of you know this is a fifteen minute chart and a six you know, and I got the sixty down here. But what you're seeing, you had that spike after hours down to one sixteen that happened between four and four fifteen. But someone is just settling in here, and uh, you have to be a halfway decent buyer uh, to have a stock stop uh, within 20, 30 cents uh, three or four times, 117.18 to 117.36. That have been your low since 8 a.m. So maybe someone has the 125 puts or their 120 puts. They're, they're looking for a little rally um, off the open. Let me go back uh, to my charts here to better illustrate uh, what I'm talking about. 
So there, so that first thing's first. Is that 117 area, is that buyer gonna remain there during the regular session? Let's go to the, uh, to the daily charts to see if we have any confluence with that level. Not really, 119 and a quarter. That was your low on August 21st. Uh, your next daily low, I mean, if you're looking, if you're a daily trader, can't hold that 117 and change, Maybe get your bids out above one, uh, 115.73. That was your high on August 20th. Maybe if you don't want to miss it, go 116. But that's what you're looking at. An important thing on the upside uh, for Apple today. Uh, for me, that closing price, 120.88. Uh, your low for the day was right at that area. 120.50. So there's a uh, potential resistance. Big range yesterday, uh, the high from yesterday, 128.84. They're starting to like this jobs number a little bit more, folks. Uh, we have turned green on the session. We're up by a buck 50. Uh, getting a lot of requests here for FedEx. That was a stock that uh, Mr. Chaikin uh, considers uh, a bellwether stock now for the market. Are those packages uh, B? Uh, uh, are they going to be keep being delivered? Is Amazon and FedEx, are they going to still just pile? I get two, three packages in my house per day. Uh, that made a new high for the move yesterday. That is trading green uh, by eight, uh, just by a few cents here. Nothing major, but I will, I will, I do have a level I do like here. Uh, and I will keep an eye on 220. I mean, you could say 218.01 and 218.59, 219.14, but let's just all call it 220. Uh, that's held up the market in FedEx since August 28th. After that, I'm looking perhaps to a $5 drop to 215.08. And you want, obviously, you want to stay green on the session. Not sure if you're going to get a look at yesterday's high at 231.58. Uh, that was early in the session yesterday. So a little bit of uh, resistance ahead of that at 227.91. Uh, that was your closing price on Wednesday. So we could take uh, some more stocks here from the chat. I love doing it for you guys. A little extended uh, ticker time. Uh, haven't talked about plug power in a while. P-L-U-G. Uh, we had, I believe, the CEO um, on this stock. The stock has cooled off just a little bit. Uh, $14, that's your major resistance area. Made a run at that in August. You made a run at that just earlier in the week. Now, falling back, trading up 70 cents. That's, that's a nice pop here. Uh, let's get your just your pre-market high at 1246. That's the first thing you want to clear. And then, hey, keep an eye on yeah, after that kind of drop yesterday. I'm sure some people would like to see yesterday's high of 1311. But uh, longer term, Really have to keep an eye on that $14 area. Tuesday's high, $14.20. Wednesday's high, $14.09. Uh, Apple, a little bit of a pop here. Maybe those buyers at the 117 level are stepping up to the plate. I mean, Apple being uh, the biggest component now in the S&P 500. It's going to move with the spoos just from a index arbitrage point of view still trying to make its way up to that closing price 
for, uh, from yesterday at 128.88. That'd be a good number. And then I haven't looked at the open interest in the uh, weekly Apple options, but we talked earlier in the show about the pinging action and um, that'll be something to keep an eye on. All right, 8.44 here, and I'm going to get a sip of water, and I am going to bring in uh, Mr. Rasnick. I'm going to stop the uh, stop the share here so we can see uh, his handsome mug uh, from his home. Uh, Jason Rasnick joins our show every Friday to talk about the markets. Jason, how are you doing on this jobs number Friday? First, tell me, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. New headset, new headset, Bluetooth. So, I, I, you know, you never know. Um, but it's good technology. Anyway, I'll get back to the most important part, the markets. Jobs numbers, we're all right. Market looks like to be bouncing a little bit, as you can see. Um, but, I, but Joel, yesterday was a very interesting day and something that people have not been used to for about two months, I would say, or six weeks. And Joel, every single time the market's fallen like this, the move was to buy more, right? Now, I didn't take that approach. I did I did with a couple stocks, but okay. I, I sold some stuff. And here here's the way I look at it. When my portfolio, I'm just going to make a number up, guys, okay? I'm, I'm, this is not what my portfolio did, but I make up a number. My, when my portfolio goes up, let's say 30,000 a day versus going down 30,000 a day, it like I would rather my portfolio not like like the risk versus reward. I'm a I'm I'm way more upset when it's going down thirty than I am excited when it's going up thirty. And so what I realized is I need, I had too much on. I had to take some of this risk off, even if I'm missing some of the upside. I had too much on that I'm risking. Like example, Tesla and Dennis and Joel know I've been selling Tesla since five hundred bucks. Not a lot, guys. So if you're Talking about my portfolio position, you know, I was barely, I was, you know, I was 30%, 25% Tesla. I've been selling 10 to 20 shares a day for the, since like 520 or whatever that thing was. And I, you know, and I, and I sold at 440. I sold, you know, and my wife who knows about this Tesla stuff is like so against me selling it. But it's just like risk, risk aversion a little bit. And um, I just think there's times to raise some cash, like a stock that I talk about in the morning show with you guys is Upwork. I'm a fan of Upwork. I think when it has earnings, it's going to this quarter or next quarter, but I took some off at 16 so I could buy more if it goes down to 14. Yes, I may miss, I may miss some of it, but I just like, I just said, Hey, there's, there could be a better day. Why risk this capital? I guess is what. Is how what about how about the you know? It's probably because you know being in the markets and your experience you know over the years with portfolio man you know your own portfolio managing up and down. What do you say to the person that I just ran into a person at the pool yesterday? The market was down. They're like, I should have sold yesterday. I should have sold yesterday because it's down a lot today, but. I'm going to just wait for it to come back up. I mean, it's such a psychology that you hear from people. How, how do you have like it kind of like the reverse psychology where when the market's down, you're like, you want to take the risk off. What, what would you say to people to make those? No, kind of and, and, and you're, it's exactly right. So today is Friday, Tuesday afternoon. I was talking to my brother-in-law and he's a in big investor in Tesla and he follows my picks and, Files along and he's made a lot of money. 
And I was saying, like, and he was agreeing, it's just been too easy, Joel. It's just been too easy. And so what happens is you have this significant, significant FOMO, fear of missing out. So it's been too easy, too easy. So you don't, you know, like, okay, I got to buy more. I'm not selling. I'm not selling because the market just goes straight up and it's just too easy. So when stuff feels too easy, like, like my returns being where they are, it just doesn't seem right when it's too, too easy. Every pick going up. I mean, Dennis has been calling me out saying like, Raz is the man. He doesn't he picks. And like, yes, I mean, some of them have been great, but it seems like, you know, it's too easy. So what I say is the Warren Buffett way, you know, when people are like, do the opposite of what the market is eventually. And so I started when it, into strength. I was taking some stuff off. You know, I told you guys I sold some lithium. I'm still long the call options. I'm still long stock guys, but I've been taking stuff off into strength. Into weakness, it's the opposite. You should be you should be buying. The, with what your person was saying yesterday, it's the dollar cost average thing. So some of my best stock picks ever are um, Peloton and Slack. I originally bought Slack at $32 when it went IPO. But if you look at my E-Trade account, my average cost on Slack, which is the symbol is W-O-R-K, is $17.86. Because I did the opposite of your friend, Joel. I bought into weakness. I kept buying as it went down. Dollar cost average, dollar cost average. When it goes down and you have conviction, you buy. Um, if you don't have conviction, then you don't you don't play it. Now, listen, if you're you're trading technicals and you're and you're you know looking at the charts, the candles, that's a different game. I'm talking about companies that I'm invested in that I want to hold. I think of myself as the owner of the company. So when I look at my portfolio of companies, just like a venture capitalist, I look at Lithium, I look at Slack and I'm like, I want to own those in my portfolio. So I bought it originally stupidly at $34. But as it got killed, I bought heavy and now it's a big winner. Peloton, the same thing. So it's, it's, it's Mr. Market is Mr. Market, but there's individual trades out there, you know? Well, let's talk um, about this Peloton here for a second because I, I, I don't know, I'm getting a little itchy on it, and uh, you had the big analyst boost on uh, the other day. I don't know where they bumped their price target to. Folks, when someone gives you a price target and they say something's going to 105, they don't mean it's going there that day. Okay, I know Dennis says they say that all the time, but got really excited Couple pullback here. I mean, man, when I see a top like that, then a red candle after that, uh, I mean, I'm still holding on. It's long, long term, but man, I'm, I'm tempted to read the register. Have you, uh, have you taken any of the Peloton off? Yes, I took off. Um, I took off 50% of the position. I have the other 50% and it's just the profit. That's right. Uh, Ryan. Oh, I do have shorts guys. We'll get to the shorts in a second. I, I definitely short stocks. Um, I don't want to just be, long. So I've taken 50% of the position off um, and I've been selling it in the strength. I sold my call options on it, which um, is, um, you know, I wish I could have had some of them, but this stock, I mean, has risen a lot, but I am not suggesting Joel. Okay. They want me to, you know, I'm being too serious. Peloton is a winner. Okay. The, the people are obsessed with it. It is a winner. This stock could go to $120. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if the stock goes to $120, Joel. That's what I would say to you. Everyone and their mother and brother and sister are talking about it. I've never seen enthusiasm for a company like this other than the Apple iPhone when it came out back in the day. I've never seen it. You know why, Joel? It's not just because um, it's an expensive workout equipment. It is because they priced it right. They are appealing to so many segments of the market. I have never seen a company 
do a better job at appealing to so many segments of the market. So the question you have to ask is just like Rocket, RKT, did Peloton move up too fast, too quick? You know, that's the question you have to ask. My guess right now is there is room for it to go higher. That is my um, position on it or else I'm not going to sell the other picks like they, the, have, they have earnings coming up. Uh, yeah, they have earnings a, September 8th. Yeah. September 8th, just, next, oh, next week. Just a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I, and I could, you know, cause I talk to you all the time. How are you feeling? Cause I, I mean, I could tell that you're, you don't, you got the Raz, but you don't have the Raz Bataz. And some people are saying, I'm, how's the COVID? How's that? And everything. I mean, I don't, I can't right, say right. you're a hundred percent. I'd be like, I'd be offering like, at 92, 93. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, it, it will say 86%, 86. <laughs> um, I'm not the crazy guy today, but, um, or loud and Jim Cramer-ish, but I saw Jim Cramer yesterday. It looked like he was in a hostage cell, like on a couch, and the, not used to how you see Cramer. Um, I gave the Peloton answer, but I know they asked about some shorts. So what am I okay. short? Yep. Um, let's go to that for a second, Joel. So, I, I people know that I'm short um, Planet Fitness, but I'm not saying P. Yep, there you go. Wow, that was so fast, Joel. Wow, holy cow! I was like up there before I even said it. So Planet Fitness. There's a will, delay. There's a little bit of a delay. That was sweet though. Okay. Um, <laughs> go ahead. So um, Planet Fitness is not the one that you guys should just go short today. It, they're gonna get a um, a boom like a bounce because some more gyms are opening it up. I just think Planet Fitness was a was uh you know, move, move quickly. Um, pull up Roots Chris was another one. Um, R-U-T-H. Thank you. Um, R-U-T-H. Yeah. Um, no, is now. So R-U-T-H is one I, you know, I short when I think the markets are going to fall and people aren't going to spend money. It's not going to be necessarily today. This will be a thing when you get some bad economic numbers, but these are ones that like, I see how they respond. I know how they trade. I'm not short Ruth right now. Um, um, let me tell you a couple other ones that I play that are more, um, hold on, hold on. Where and after my... that, I want to ask you about the, uh, um, you know, the gambling sector and, uh, GAN. Yeah. GAN. Let's start with that. Let's skip this. So I, I sold, I sold a little bit of GAN yesterday only because I was like, all right, I'm, we're up 12% or 14% on it. And I want, you know, if it goes down today to 17, I'm going to buy a bunch. And so I still own a decent amount of GAN, but I sold like 20% of the position yesterday for the sole purpose that I thought we're going to have a two-day downtrend. I'm wrong right now. And that's what I'm saying. Whenever I sold when the market goes down, I'm usually wrong on that. <laughs> and I sold, I am, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm not okay, good no. at that. And, and I, um, I sold a little bit of GAN and I, to the sole fact that I was hoping it would go to 18 today. I'm hoping GAN falls to 18 today and I'm going to buy and I'm going to buy. So I sold 20% of GAN yesterday. My goal was for it to go to 18 today and I was going to buy 40% of GAN. I was doubling up big time, but I'm what I want is not happening. So when I came, yeah, I'm a little disappointed this morning. When I came downstairs, I was hoping we'd have a little more sell off this morning so I could buy up a bunch of things for cheap. Um, all right, I, I, we'll get to Rocket here. You want to get to RKT? Sure. RKT, people, it's the third person uh, that's asked it. Um, you guys stopped out of GAN. Well, don't stay away from GAN. It's a stock that you should own in your portfolio. May not today, but you should own GAN, okay? Um, 
All right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not disappointed, Raymond, that there's no, there's not more blood. I'm disappointed that we can't buy these good companies at cheaper values. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. Like I, 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 I that's not me. I, I, and, and also, and, and also, by the way, guys, um, you want to sleep at night. You want to sleep at night. So don't put all your capital and risk all this stuff. I trade on margin sometimes, but, but, but I do it very lightly. Like yesterday I was on margin and I sold out of some of the margin because I don't want to not sleep at night. Like don't, don't risk your capital. Let your allocate, have a long-term portfolio like Dennis and Joel always say, and then have some of your risk trades. I mean, Dennis was making a hundred trades last night. Have some of your risk trades on. So RKT, here's what I would say. Are you in it for the long-term? You're in it for the long-term. You're good. RKT is going to, I mean, this is my opinion. Okay. I can't give you facts. I'm not an encyclopedia. RKT is going to perform for the long term. There is no doubt in my mind. What people don't understand is doing a mortgage is very difficult because of all the licensing that you have to get. And then not only do they have all that, and not only can they scale up if they're going to get another 10,000 mortgages a week, they can do in all the states. But not only that, forget even that, they also do the servicing. It's insane. So they have the servicing. So they can go to the portfolio and see they have a $2 trillion of servicing right now or $800 billion of servicing. And they can say, all right, let's go contact these people and let's refinance them. I mean, it's, they own the vertical. I, was, I had dinner uh, with another mortgage broker last night from another company. And he is like, I have never seen a company, you know, such a gold mine that literally is set up for success for years to come. So RKT, I am long and strong for the long term. RKT is a trade. Um, I own some call options in the weeklies today. So yes, I need to see RK. I need to see RKT get to about 28 today. So we, could we get some RKT? Um, RKT buying. Um, wait, this one. This guy. Okay, hold on. Um, so yeah. So I do like to see a little bounce today. It's not moving yet. It's moving down a little bit. People don't understand RKT. They don't understand. But RK. Yeah, 25. Like if RKT hits 24 today, guys. I'm buying. I'm buying it up in a big way. Okay, I want to. I want to just go back uh, to the uh, to the uh, gambling stocks here. And uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I I took some heat uh, earlier in the week uh, when um, they talked about uh, Michael Jordan uh, joining uh, DraftKings. And uh, I just wanted to. I, I know you've been in this area for a while, and uh, I did, I want to get your opinion on uh, on Michael Jordan, and I want to get your opinion on DraftKings. Okay, so I, I've owned call options in DraftKings and Penn National, and I still own Penn National call options. I don't own DraftKings call options anymore because the valuation is way higher on DraftKings than it is Penn, and Penn's going to have that app, but Penn has risen a lot. I've owned Penn since $12. Um, so um, DraftKings is getting a lot of hoopla. The Michael Jordan trade could be very valuable. Do you guys remember when Oprah joined Weight Watchers board and got involved in that stock, took off like no other? Um, so that's what I relate it to. Um, DraftKings though has a lot of momentum. A lot of sports are coming back and they're doing a lot of partnerships. I wouldn't be selling off this market. Like don't try to control it. I like Penn better than DraftKings, but I'm actually sad that I don't have my call options in um, DraftKings anymore because the Michael Jordan type move is a strong move. Like they haven't announced that the, like, you know, ownership and deals, but Michael Jordan has, has done everything in his career. What about and Jordan and the bad boys? Okay, f him. I don't want you. You almost had me swear, but Joel, you almost, Joel, you almost had me swear, and I stopped because I, because Spencer and Dennis are not here today, 
And I, um, uh, Dennis is lurking in the background. Uh, I see him right. smirking hey, back there. Triple hey, D, you want to hop in at all? I'm here? listening. I'm listening. You're enjoying. I see you laughing. You love this though. show. You better what? like this show. I can see I you made laughing. I made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven trades in the last ten minutes. And, and twenty-seven and trades in the last. Literally, minutes. it's just I, I couldn't make that many trades that fast. Like you have you have like a streaming platform and you're like hitting buy sell. Is that that's I clicking point? That's point and click right there. That's, I know. It's, <laughs> I'm just um, swinging the arrows back and forth. The stuff's are, are, is is getting because people are excited. They're like, oh, "I got to buy the stock." I'm like, "No, it's above where it should be." So I just sold three more stocks right where we talked about. Are you serious? Um, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Nine oh oh twenty three. Nine oh twenty six. Nine. There's another one. Because uh, I've got orders pe- sitting out there too, and I have some automation to help me too. So I'm managing that as well. But I'm just doing the index ARP. So when you see stocks like just ripping, ripping, ripping higher well sometimes they overshoot on these stuff right because people are just like excited there's not a lot of liquidity out there in the pre-market so if they overshoot it um you know for instance you can look at the iwm if you just want to do simple simple analysis you got the iwm train up 1.64 percent so you're looking at value components in there and you get value stocks train up two two and a half three percent they're probably overshooting it if they're only up a half a percent they're probably undershooting it there's an opportunity there I mean, that's, you know, kind of, you know, just what I'm doing, a very simplistic example. All right. So, guys, I know you want to see the screen and sharing that stuff. We may have a surprise for you in a couple of weeks where we may do some of that stuff. But the, um, like regulatory stuff, we can't show Dennis's screen and stuff like that. But we may be doing that in a few weeks and something. So I can't really spill the beans on it yet. But we're working on some stuff for you guys because I know it's cool to see the screen. And I'll do the same, like – I'm making trades this morning for sure and rocking and a few other things and I'm happy to show my screen on it. Um, there's just some things where it, I don't know. We, people don't like to see necessarily the dollar amounts and we have to, we have to do some technology cleaning up to see if we can figure that out. So um, eventually we'll play with you or do, or we'll do a virtual one. So just hang in there on that. We do see the feedback. Um, so yeah. Okay. Now one more, one more thing guys. So today what, what's going to be the trend? Weird chop right now, so we haven't really identified. It looks like value is winning over growth right now. Let's see what happens. The one concern is, uh, Jason, is that we've had a significant rally here overnight. You're going to see some real money come in. They might be saying, oh, you know, I want to sell into this bounce because I really got slammed yesterday. So I'd be a little bit cautious just chasing this, you know, 13-point rally that we've seen in the S&Ps and this 200-point rally that you're seeing in the Dow this morning because it's counter trend from where it was yesterday. So it's like a snapback rally. And there's probably a lot of, you know, people who got burned yesterday lurking a little bit higher saying, if I could get my money back in this, I'll just get out. Because there's short-term traders that are caught in the last few days, believe me. Yeah. And, so uh, I'm somewhat cautious, but again, like you said, Rocket, uh, if Rocket gets down to the lower 20s, I'm buying it too. So, you know, I, I missed it. I screwed that one up. Obviously, I sold it. I bought and sold it. And I just got nervous. I didn't like the, where it was going. And then it ripped without me. And then I had a nice trade. I bought it from 27, sold at 33 before the print. So I'd like to get back in around like 25. And then I could actually almost be back because I made six bucks on it. It almost like rebuying it at 19 for myself because I did scalp that six points out of it. So I'm interested in the rocket. I like that company. The, mo- the money they, they're making is, you know, significant as well. So you're thinking, you know, you got some growth here along with the company that's actually trading at a reasonable valuation. It's attractive. 
And and if you, I listened to the entire conference call of Rocket, and they also mentioned dividend, like they may do, or other you know things that they didn't want to you know tip their hand. The company, here's a line, the company has grown. Anytime that you wanted to sell it, it went up in value, and they figure stuff out, and they have a lot of things going for it. I mean, look at the small business loans. I mean, they did like 200 million or 800 million for helping for the small business loans. That's a Rocket Loans business. They have so many let. I love when companies have so many levers they can pull on. So people used to ask me about Snapchat guys, like, hey, should buy Snapchat? And I, the only lever that Snapchat has to pull on is advertising revenue. And so that's is, um, you know, that is literally not a ton of levers. Rocket has so many different levers, so many different levers, um, literally. And so I, I'm comfortable in that. I like that. I like that. Just like other stocks do. I mean, even Peloton, monthly subscriptions. I love monthly subscriptions. Like how do you, it's like Twilio. People think Twilio is overvalued, but it's the thing behind the thing. Let's go back to the thing behind the thing. Like, like don't that. just trade for the technicals. I mean, you can to look at your ranges, but what I'm saying to you is I, when I look at companies, I want to own a portfolio of companies that I would want to own in a down market. So Slack is one of them. You could argue the valuation is high, but Slack is one of them because in a down market, it's when I want to buy because it's the thing behind a thing. It's how a lot of companies connect, communicate, and use other platforms. And the, the, by the way, I'll tell you two things that scare me in the market big time. So I've been in the markets for a long time. When the markets sold off for a long time and not short, uh, short term, I'm talking about a long term sell off. It was when there was a ton of IPOs, a ton of companies raising more money and insider selling. We have that right now. There are too many IPOs registered to go public. There are too many direct listings. And what happens is there's only so much liquidity in the world. And if you have an unlimited amount of companies going public, then you got to divvy up the money amongst all these companies. So instead of it being all in Rocket or being in Amazon, there's only so much liquidity. So if you go back in history from the 90s, when the markets or the dot-com is when there are too many IPOs. And so if I could do anything in the market right now, I would say there should be a regulation on only two IPOs a week at the max, if they could do that, um, you know, and then we'd be a lot, a lot more comfortable. All right. Uh, S&Ps, yep. we went green. We went green by uh, a good margin. And remember, we are 14 handles below fair value. So green on the S&Ps is actually up 14 handles because we tanked between uh, 4 and 4.15. So it screws up on the closing price. Correct. So we are actually trading up 14 handles on the S&P relative to fair value. We're up 0.42% on the market right now, if you're looking at it from the S&Ps perspective. So the futures can be deceiving because you have to do that adjustment because the stocks close at a different time than the futures. So if there's a significant movement during that 15-minute period, it throws it out. So easy way to look at it is look at the SPY. The SPY is priced the same because it closes up four and the stocks close up four. SPY is up 0.42%. That's what your market is up. And uh, closing price, you know, Dennis uh, mentioned we did have some tankage a little bit after the close, but uh, I still look at that for 415 closing price, 62.50. I uh, had a little trouble with more uh, off the jobs number, but we came back. We're we're holding firmly above it, target on the upside, uh, 84 and a quarter. Uh, that was your pre-market high. 
pre-market low looks pretty safe for now. Uh, that's 26.50, the low in yesterday's session, uh, 24.50. Uh, Dennis, uh, any any comments here? We're getting a final comment. If they pull the rug out from under, look at last night's lows. You know, if you have the capabilities to look at where we were trading last night on some of these stocks, a lot of times you see where they trade after hours lows. They sometimes bounce at those levels. So if you do pull the rug out from under this market, I would expect some support around that 343 on, on the SPY. So about 40 handles down from here, because that's where we bounce off of last night so yeah and you know, obviously anybody who's shorting it down there is on under heat now so um tesla again where was the afternoon or hours low on tesla joe because we've come all the way back yeah, tesla was down not, at in, one time 30 bucks and yep. it's come all the way back here which is a nice over 400 here. yep uh, what, what's our overnight low just for the yeah, traders out we, there uh yeah that was at 382.50 and i had talked about when you were uh trading during the jobs number i was talking about you know someone just making a stand yeah. at 117.40 in apple well they're they're dumping it here or they're waiting to dump it at the closing price uh yesterday's low 120.50 so you know it was just a short-term trader in there or whatever but that supports holding up we'll see what we can do um at the close and now i got just a quick question for both of you do you guys know what this what's going on this weekend on Saturday? Yep. Kentucky Derby. Yep. But but you know what, guys? I didn't tell you. I've owned Zoom since $70, and I sold a little Zoom yesterday. I sold 10% of my position. I like the way he does these 10% sells. They're so light, 10%, so 10%. Light. Maybe that's what I need to do is do the 10% rule. Because I do like half, and then i like, oh, it's too small now, and I just sell it all. <laughs> so, so uh, Dennis, it's the phone. It was sixteen percent. I just did the calculation, but it was sixteen. I thought it was ten. But um, it's so free trading. It's, you like you the, abuse this free trading, don't you? The, I do. I do. I would, not, I would never have done it like this, by the way. Um, you know, free trading um, abusive. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The, the chat. Uh, the chat's asking for the derby, and I. I just my article is going to be out later on today, but yep. you know how I always like to look for long shots, right? And I'm always long long shot Hanover and trying to figure the horse that's going to beat the favorite and get a good exacta. Well, I'm throwing in the towel on that, and I'm going. I, I like the the favorite's going to be hard to beat. Tis the law. Uh, just looked great in the dirt uh, in the Belmont. He looked great in the Traverse Stakes. But I got a little twist for you guys. I'm almost as in. I'm just as interested in the Kentucky Oaks today. That race is at 5:45, and there's a filly in there called Gamine, and she is a super filly. So what I'm hoping for, and I'm not wagering because the risk reward ratios aren't there. I hope Gamine wins the Kentucky Oaks going away. Tis the law wins the Derby going away, and you set up for a Preakness for the ages where you bring in two super horses to run into Preakness. And that's what I'm hoping for. So no wagers, no long shots. I'm going to the favorites. If the favorites don't win, then I'll just go back to picking long shots, but uh, good race today at 545. I'll grab a little Woodford reserve and uh, uh, maybe a little uh, Jim beam and uh, check that race out. But folks, we're going to wrap it up. Jason, Wait, Joe, any final spell the, Joe, spell the first, the, the horse that you think is going to win the name again, the first name. Tiz? T-I-Z? Okay. Um, so I look it up. I just want to make sure. Favorite. Not a good risk reward. Not, not a, a good one? Okay. Nope. Not a good risk reward. All right. Hey, Give by the like way. even money. Guys, RKT went green in the call in this thing. So, hey, we, we got some uh, pre-market nice. prep thing. Yeah. So, hey, guys. So someone just posted in the chair. I haven't checked it yet. Um, guys, um, 
we're here for you. This is the community. We know it's a tough market today or yesterday, and it's going to happen. But we're always going to be here for you, not just on up days and down days. All I almost want to leave it off with, like, be careful in the markets. Don't put all your life savings in stocks and take risks because you want to have more leverage and move up faster. You know, the get, get rich, get quick schemes don't work in life. And I know it's been fun with markets straight up. I just want people to balance stuff out. It doesn't mean you have to sell everything today, but just be careful. That's it. Like we, you know, and Dennis and Joel, you know, they're professionals. Dennis can make hundreds of trades as we're talking and know how to risk and hedge and all that stuff. So like, just, I don't want, I want you guys all in this community and I want you guys to last and, 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 and um, do amazing in your account to appreciate and go up in value. Um, for the long term, not just the short term. So we want you guys here with us. So just, you know, be careful. That's all. Yeah, we try and talk about a lot of uh, a lot of different things. Uh, yeah. All the information, material, and or content contained in this program is for informational purposes only. Investing stocks, options, and futures in risky and not suitable for all investors. Please consult your own independent financial advisor before making any investment decisions. Uh, Raz, feel better. Get some rest over the weekend. Uh, Triple D, uh, you know, maybe uh, cool your fingers off in some cold water huh. after you're done trading here. Folks, keep an eye on that closing price in the S&P 6250. I don't think we're going to break down or have any major pullback till we take that out. And as always, looking at the pre-market high is a potential long target. Thanks all for joining us for this one hour and 13 minute show. Uh, I'll be back uh, at 340 uh, with uh, at the close show. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Awesome show, guys. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.